you can open your Bibles, I'm going to read three scriptures, two from the book of Proverbs and one from the New Testament book of Philippians. Praise the Lord. Trusting that this short message will help us in the times in which we live. Praise be to God. Let me just read for us Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the issues of life. Out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart, in a sense, protect your heart with all diligence, for from it proceed the issues of life. Let's just go to Proverbs 16. Very short scripture I want to read there, and then we're going to go to Philippians. Proverbs 16, 32. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Let me just read that again. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Let's go to Philippians 4 verse 8, well known to us. Finally, brethren, by the way, Paul was a true preacher. He has already said finally about three times. So, <laughs> amen. But anyway, here's his last finally. Whatever things are true, Philippians 4 verse 8. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate. Think on these things. See that? Think on these things. All right. Father God, we thank you for your word. We pray that you'll open it to us this morning in a way that we will understand. We know that without revelation, your word doesn't profit us. But we are responsible to receive it and combine it with faith. May we do that this morning, Lord, so that your word in us will be rich and produce fruit. And this time spent with you will have been well worth the effort for the sake of your kingdom. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Now the title of this message is Peace of Mind. That doesn't mean that I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. <laughs> but it's about you and I keeping a peaceable mind. Amen. And I need to say that to keep a peaceable mind in this day and age is a battle. We have to, in a sense, labor to enter into that rest. Amen. You see, you and I are faced with so much information in the world in which we live. It is the information age. Everyone sits with a cell phone that gives us access to more information than the greatest libraries of this world will ever be able to physically hold. Amen? Not all that information is good, sad to say. But I want to talk about the importance of being very cautious about what we let into our minds. Alright? That first scripture speaks about the human spirit. Guard your heart, for from it flow the issues of life. It's very much, look after the garden and it will produce fruit. Do you understand? Look after a relationship and it will be a healthy one. 
you see. Take care of your marriage and it will work. Take care of your business and it will work. Tend, you see. But it's not just tend in this case, it's guard. Guard your heart. And of course our heart speaks of the spirit man. Okay, the spirit man. But you all know that the gateway to the spirit man is the mind and the senses, you see, the soul. So you see, we've got to take care of our spirit and not allow the wrong stuff to get in. Now the moment I say the wrong stuff to get in, we all generally think of sin, evil stuff. And of course it does mean that. Of course, I very often don't bother to preach about the need to stay away from sin in this church because I assume everybody knows that. Am I right? I have to go on and on about don't do this, don't do that. Most of us know what we should do and shouldn't do. I assume it. However, the devil is a little bit more subtle than that. And if he can't get you to go the wrong way, he'll do something else. And if I can put it this way, throw a spanner into the works. Amen? And that spanner is a good thing normally because you use it to fix the works. But when it's thrust in the wrong way, it actually can destroy the works. Now, I'd like to speak about this in context of the terrible thing that's happening in Europe at the moment, this terrible war between Russia and the Ukraine. I think there's more to it than any of us will ever know. But suffice to say that war is a terrible thing. For those who've been involved with war, it's a horrible thing and nobody wins. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. But anyway... In this context, what I need to say is this, that you see, that is very much the issue of the age. And you see, the temptation is for you and I to turn our attention onto it. Amen? Through the media, through our cell phones, etc. Now please, I'm not talking here about you and I being like the proverbial ostrich which sticks its head in the sand which apparently an ostrich doesn't even do, did you know that? I don't know where we got that expression from. We're not talking about you and I as Christians being ignorant. Does everybody get that? We're not supposed to be naive and bumble around with our eyes up in heaven. We don't know what's going on in the earth, you know. We're not used to man or beast. No, we must keep informed. But here's the danger, you see. In that keeping informed, the big danger is that we can become captivated. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? I've battled with this myself. You see, there's an inherent desire in our hearts to know. Curiosity, okay? And that curiosity is stirred, sad to say, about morbid realities more than anything else. It should be stirred by the Word of God. But you see, we're not talking about looking at sinful things necessary, but there's this temptation to be captivated by what's going on in the world. My father was like that. He just wanted news, news all the time. He's listening to the news and when we kids come bumbling in trying to play our game of football, he got so irate because <laughs> interfering with his news, you see. And that tendency is also in all of us here, you see. Now, what I'm trying to say is we need to guard our heart, for out of it flow the issues of life, all right? And there's a danger when, you see, on the borderline of being informed, there comes a tendency for 
information overload. Do you understand? And can I just say this? Your own my mind carries with it a residue, if I can call it that. We think on different levels. And I'm going to explain what I'm getting at here. You see, it's not wrong to be informed, but to be captivated, to be so involved, can cause problems. It's not necessarily a good thing. Amen? Now, if you read this yet again, this is the Philippians passage. I want to read it in another way. All right. Uh, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, you see, to put that in the negative or the like, contrary is to say that, finally, brethren, if things are not true, if things are not noble, if things are not just, if things are not pure, if things are not lovely, whatever things are not of good report, if there's no virtue, if there's nothing praiseworthy, don't think on these things. Can you see that? Don't think on them. Don't think on them. In other words, this description here, and I'm not going to specifically preach on this passage of Scripture. We've done it in the study of Philippians. But the point I'm trying to make it is that this operates as a filtering system. Can you see that? A filtering system which, if we put it into our system, will keep our minds and our spirits pure. We'll guard our hearts. It's very much like a vehicle. Amen? Especially vehicles that go into the bundu, etc., and suck up a lot of dust. It's important to have good filters and to change them regular. Am I right? If not, what happens? All that muck gets into the system and it can cause great damage to your vehicle in the long run. You see? Now you see, God's given us some fantastic filters here for our thinking process. Why? So we don't get messed up inside. You see? We don't mess up the issues of life. Are you all picking this up? It's quite simple really, but I'm going to just put it in context. So you see, let's start off with this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. Now, you and I know in this church what truth is. It's what God thinks, all right? So the first filter that you and I need to place on anything that we attend to with our minds, is this what God thinks? Amen? Is this what God thinks about it? Is it true? Now let me just explain this if you don't know it already. When you and I go into the internet, we're at the mercy of people behind there who we know not of, who control the information that the world gets. So you go to the thing like YouTube, let me tell you, nothing will appear on YouTube that somebody else hasn't decided is good enough for you to look at. And, can I just say, not everything on there is true. Just because it's on YouTube doesn't mean that it's fact. Google isn't God. <laughs> I'll give you the classic example. At the beginning of the outbreak of hostilities, a YouTube video came up of what was known as the Ghost of Kiev. Has anybody heard of this? The Ghost of Kiev was a supposed fighter pilot in the Ukrainian army that in the first few days shot down six Russian MiGs. Now, that's an achievement beyond any achievement that's been done in the flying world. But it was supported supposedly by these video clips of these jets flying to and fro. 
Well, as it turns out, those video clips were from a video game. It was from a video game, Flight Simulator. So you see, you had just seen this, and you think, oh my goodness, isn't it wonderful how these MiGs were shot down? It's, you're using your mind to think about something that has no base on reality. It's not true. You see, you're wasting time. You understand? You're wasting time. That's not the end of it. You see, it speaks about, I'm just going to touch on a few of them, not all of them. Whatever is just, whatever is just, think on these things. Now you see, here's a danger. God is a God of justice, right? And you might be looking at this whole system and you might say, it's so unjust. Right? Now, the fact that you're looking at something and you're deciding whether it's just or not is fine. But let me just say what happens. When you and I keep on looking at injustice, what happens? Do you know what happens? I'll explain it like this. In my life, my blood begins to boil. My blood begins to boil. Do you know what I'm saying? The sight of those children being blown to pieces, my blood begins to boil. Now you see, let me explain something. When you and I allow, you see, that's why I read that first scripture, you control your spirit. You don't let anger get hold of you. It's better than a person that takes a city. Let me tell you, when you and I allow anger, even if it's justified anger, please, we're not talking about just going off your rocket just because somebody drives in front of you. We're talking about looking at this stuff, seeing the injustice of it, and your blood begins to boil. Now you see, you allow that to happen. You know what happens? In your and my bodies, this is a physiological fact, we start to excrete toxins into the system. A little squirt here, a little squirt there. We look at this thing, our blood begins to boil, we have righteous anger. We want to go there and smash a few heads in. We might think it's good to do that, but what are we actually doing? Squirt here, squirt there. And those toxins in your and my bodies ultimately will cause destruction. But you see, God put in another filter is what I'm trying to say. He didn't just say, oh, if it's just, you can think about it or unjust. He says, whatever is lovely. <laughs> is the sight of children being mangled lovely? You understand? So it's not going to help to think about these things. Can you see that? And let me tell you, no matter how unjust you feel and how worked up you get and how much you get your bowels in a knot, is it going to help anybody over there at all? Only prayer will help, but we're not talking about prayer. We're talking about getting our minds onto stuff that gets us all worked up. You see, it's quite humanly speaking natural. But from God's perspective, there are dangers involved. And it doesn't help. You're not helping anybody out there. Can you see that? You're wasting time and you're wrecking your body and the devil is laughing at you and you think you're being righteous. Are you hearing me this morning, brothers and sisters? This is a trap of the devil, especially with that piece of equipment we've got in our hands. It's dangerous. Now, as I said, the other danger of this thing is that, you know, we have a residue memory. In other words, you can look at something. And this is the pattern. You're looking at a YouTube video and you get all upset about it and you just need to find something else about it, and you spend a few hours looking at it, and this is me, by the way, and you say, okay, I can't look at that anymore. Do you suddenly switch off from it? 
Do you? No, you don't. That's in you. You see, it's in your heart, so to speak. You haven't guarded your heart. Now, you and I as Christians want to move on with our daily Christian walk. I've got all this war, bombing and stuff in my spirit and all this righteous indignation and now I've got to praise the Lord. Can you see? Before I can praise the Lord, I've got to work through all of that. Right? Or imagine I want to now read the Bible. Let me tell you, if you try and combine YouTube and your Bible, you're going to have a lot of difficulties. Are you hearing me? What does the Bible require? A peaceable mind, am I right? To hear God's voice. You understand? And if your mind and my mind has got this stuff turning around in it subconsciously, how easy is it going to be to read the precious word of God and receive life? It's going to take a while, and I've had this, a wasted time trying to get my mind onto the right things. You understand? Why? Because my mind is in turmoil. Because I haven't guarded my heart. And you see, finally, now it's time to pray. How successful is prayer? You go into it and you're carrying all this baggage. Hmm? What normally takes half an hour is going to take you a whole hour to quiet your mind and to hear God. I've struggled with this myself is why I'm preaching it. You understand? You've got to be cautious about these things. You've got to be so careful in this day and age of what we allow in. Even if it is right. Even if it is true. But is it lovely? Is it peaceable? You see? God has given us instruction for our own sake. You see? And what so often happens, let me put it this way. You struggle to praise. Okay? You haven't got anywhere. So you say, I'll open up my Bible. You try to read the Bible, but you keep seeing these images of all. So, okay, I won't read my Bible. I'll just pray. You try to pray, and you can't get your mind on God. So after about half an hour of trying to be spiritual, what do we do? Put it all down, get the phone, and start watching another one. Am I right? It's like eating, eh? I mustn't have this chocolate. I have a piece, and then I can't get it out of my mind. So what do I do? I just go back into it, you see? Like a dog returning to its vomit, almost. Are you hearing me, brothers and sisters? The danger of it. The danger of it is that you and I pay a price spiritually and ultimately physically and with our entire life. Can you see? I'm just putting out a warning here. Now, please, I'm not saying once again that we must be ostrich head in the sand if such a thing happens. There's a balance in all of this. We need to be informed. What I do personally now is I just look at what the headlines are and if I think there's something that might be of value to know, then I'll look at that. But I don't willy-nilly go into stuff because it's about the subject. Because one thing leads to another. It's like the newspaper. I don't buy newspapers anymore. But I do walk past and just look at the headlines. Do you understand? Just to see if there's something going on that maybe I need to know about. Does that make sense to you? You see, we've got to keep ourselves unspotted by the world. And you see, it's not necessary getting involved with sin, although of course, and I don't even have to say it basically, but that is obviously part of the whole deal, because that's the enemy's tactic to come along with something that looks sort of attractive, 
and captivates our mind. We get onto that and what happens? One thing leads to another. The same is with the news. Let me tell you, and especially when there's dramatic things happening in the world. Our world is in a mess. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. Things that are new are going to happen because of that election disaster in 2020. I realized from that moment on this whole world became a prison. Did you know that? It's a whole story in itself and it's going to take a lot to rectify it. But be that as it may, those factors being out there, being so involved with them and knowing all of them and looking into them and absorbing all of them is not going to help. Amen? It's not going to make any difference. If I'm going around in a little bubble of worry and fear and, oh my soul, when is the first nuke going to blow up? Am I helping anybody? You understand? And God wants people on the earth that can do something about it. But he can't use people whose minds have been, as it were, distorted. You get it? He can't use people whose minds are so in turmoil all the time. God can only use people who have guarded their hearts, so out of their hearts can flow issues of life. Primarily prayer, of course, and many other things that we can do. So I'm just leaving it with us there. Please, brother and sister, we've got a system whereby we can monitor what we're thinking about. And let me tell you, if you only think about things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, good report, Let's just talk about a good report. You go to the doctor, all right? And the doctor's got something bad to say. Now, what the doctor says might be a negative report. What does the Bible say about that negative report? Don't think about it. Are you hearing me? Because there's a good report. Whatever the doctor has to say, Dr. God has something else to say. Amen? Which is the truth. Is able to heal us totally from any form of sickness and or disease. I can tell you people that have died because they've listened to that report. The man in particular, he had prostate cancer. He was a medical man himself. I was trying to get him to think straight, but unfortunately I was fighting against a lot of odds, but we did fight. I'll never forget going to see him in the last few weeks of his life on this earth. He was sitting in his bed there, and on the table next to him was the report from the lab. And being a medical doctor, he understood what that meant. The levels were up or whatever, I don't know. So you know what I said to him? I said to him, let's take this and tear it up. What report are you going to believe? Do you know what happened? He said, hold on to it. No, 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 can't do that, can't do that. This was the holy grail, being a medical man, you understand? I tried to train him, but I'd failed. As I said, I was fighting against great odds. You see, what should the man have done? Torn it up, thrown it in the toilet and said, Hallelujah, praise be to God. He'd probably been alive today. As it turned out, he died in about three weeks later. Horrific death. Horrific death. He died like a fine man, might, a strong man, powerful man, intellectually, physically, everything. He died like a miserable rat. A miserable rat, I was there on the occasion, and there he was, left this earth. Totally unnecessary. All because of what? The scripture wasn't in his heart. 
Are you hearing me? Is that report lovely? You know what he should have been thinking about? The lovely life he's going to live free and healthy and strong. Amen. The devil laughed all the way to the bank. Are you hearing me, brothers and sisters? I cannot control your thinking habit. I can tell you what to do, but you and I have got to do it for ourselves. Guard our hearts. Guard our internal apparatus, so to speak. Because out of it flows the issues of life. I don't know about you, but I want life. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us and for your word. Thank you, Lord. We don't have to be deceived, but we do have to be disciplined. And I pray, Lord, that we'll meditate on the scripture and just think about it. The moment we start to get our mind, let's run the filter through. Is this what you think about it? Is this lovely? Is it good? Is it a good report? Is it praiseworthy? Is it something that you can go and broadcast and praise you about? We can't go and praise you about sickness and disease and warfare and the horrors of this life. But we can praise you in public about all the good things that you have done. And we give you praise. May we be disciplined people whose from our inward belly flow the issues of life because we have taken the trouble to guard our heart. Amen. Praise God. Mm -hmm.